welcome to the Confident Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Norwood, a wife, mom of two, a life coach, and a counselor. But above all these titles, I'm a human who is so passionate about helping other moms feel alive and confident. My mission with this podcast is to help you, the human, reconnect with yourself and your identity beyond being a mom. On this show, I'll share moments and stories and interviews and expert strategies to manage your mindset and take small action until you are living a life that you are so obsessed with. I feel that becoming a woman who is happy and peaceful and confident is the most inspiring thing we can do for ourselves. One of my favorite things to watch is other women win, including you. Welcome to the show. Well, hello there, friends. Happy new week. Happy day. I hope that you guys enjoyed like a really fantastic holiday with your families if you celebrate Easter or Passover. I hope it was pretty magical. And I am so thrilled to have you here today because what we're going to be covering is so freaking fire and everybody's going to be like, oh, No, she didn't. And yes, I freaking did. But before I jump into that, I want to share something that I'm so excited to bring to all my podcast listeners for a steal of a deal. And that's my online course called The Confidence Code. I poured so much amazing, jam-packed goodness into this online course that I cannot wait till you guys get your hands on it. I can't wait to learn from it. I can't wait to get your feedback. And the confidence code was really designed for a woman who has a very busy schedule and or is like tinkering with the idea of working with a coach, but wants to get in at like a, a very entry level price point because this is, I'm offering this for all podcast listeners for under $100. And you can get started today. I'm linking the enrollment page in the show notes of this episode. It can also be found on my Instagram. And it can also be found on my website, which are all linked in the show notes. I shall not have you wait any longer. Let's get started. (laughs) So this is actually inspired. Today's topic was actually inspired by, I found an old journal from the very, very start of when the pandemic hit and I had just had Ivy. She was about six weeks old and oh my God, I am holding my hand over my heart right now because I have so much compassion for that woman that I was back then over two years ago and I'm so thankful that I'm not in that state, but God, I have so much gratitude for like having, having experienced that and then made a choice to do better and do different because I wouldn't be here, um, doing this podcast, sharing what I share, sharing my gifts, being a coach. Like I would have none of that had I not experienced that low, low, low point. So thank you to that girl, that past version of me. On to like what inspired, why that inspired this conversation is a lot of what I was journaling and reflecting about was being so freaking exhausted and speaking about, about how hard it was to be a mom, like how hard it was. And it was something that was like really anxiety provoking for me and very depressing because I had never gone through that after having my first. So this is after my second. And I was like, just so depressed. I was so anxious. I mean, granted, I think a lot of people were going through something similar of like just uncertainty, especially during that time back in early 2020. And, um, it had gotten to the point. That's when I hired my first life coach that summer, because I had just like hit my lowest point of like, God, just not this. Like I need to do something for myself where I'm pulling myself. I'm just making a, 
a choice to do things really differently. And it was freaking scary. And it was a huge stretch for me, um, emotionally, financially, just, I don't know, personally, it was just a huge stretch. And it was something that I never thought that I would do. And I'm so, so, so thankful that I made that choice and that my husband supported me. And yeah, I'm so thankful because here I am now being able to share my gifts with you all. So I guess the topic really has to do with um, a reflection of being a mom who was sacrificing it all um, for the sake of thinking I was doing the best job possible. Like doing the most was equaling that I was really a great mom. And I now know that that is not true. And I'm actually quite the opposite. I don't measure my success as a mom by how tired or how exhausted or how depleted I feel. And that's what I was doing. I was being like, well, I'm, you know, I'm so exhausted. I'm so burned out and I'm so just unfulfilled, but it's okay because that means I'm being a good mom. Like saying that now I'm like, God, what the fuck? No, no. And if you are listening to this and you're like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Then this podcast is 1 million thousand percent for you. And please keep in mind that my words or the things that I'm sharing are not intended to be judgmental or they're not accusatory. They are simply, I'm sharing my experience, I'm sharing my story so that you know that there is another option that's possible. That mothering can be really an empowering experience and one that you can really, really enjoy. That is my intention of this episode. So I feel like So I was in that energy. I'm calling it like martyr mom energy where like everything was at the sacrifice. Like my sacrifices were for the sake of my children and my family. And I was very um, depleted, very empty, very sad, very tired, withdrawn. And that's not to say that the very beginning of beginning stages of motherhood, you can't feel those ways because I have two babies. I have two kids. They're no longer babies, but I have two kids and that's definitely a hard, a more difficult season, but I'm also offering that you can look at it through a different lens and create a different energy around it. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. This is not, not, not to take away from like the difficulty that exists, especially within those first um, few months. But so with me, like finding my old journal and then obviously, and speaking to friends and speaking to other women and speaking to moms at daycare, like this just keeps showing up for me. Obviously, of course, on social media as well. I knew that it was an important topic that I wanted to cover on this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Today, you're going to learn how to switch that martyr mom energy into winning mom energy. I think that's what I'll probably title this episode, like winning energy, like hell yes. Every mom listening should be here for the winning mom energy. And I'm here to show you exactly how to do that. But I'm going to take it back even one step further than the red flags. Maybe I'll just briefly summarize what I'm talking about when I'm talking about like martyr energy in motherhood. And so I think it's derived from, I don't know, it's probably some old Latin word, but you guys aren't here for like the etiology of word, the roots of words. So where it comes from is that when women become moms, society undermines the value of what moms do or the roles that moms take on once after becoming a mom. And so then there's some part of us, the woman, the person that thinks that if we can show everybody how difficult and how hard and how much we sacrifice after becoming a mom, how difficult mommy is, then we're showing them or we can show them 
and I'm using them as like an all-inclusive, like anybody else, like friends, family, neighbors, our parents even, then we can show others just how valuable we are based on all that we've given up when we become moms. Yikes. Like when I'm reflecting on that, I'm like, ooh, that is like stingy and cringy, but also very true. Like tell me where the lie is. It is very true. And how do I know this? Well, because that definitely was me. And I think sometimes I still fall into it where I create or can slip into that energy of um, being like, look at all that I'm doing over here. Like, this is so hard, but this makes me a good mom. So everything's all good. So I'm going to talk about some red flags that maybe if you can identify with any one of these 10 red flags as to kind of explain what mom martyr energy is. And if you can identify with any one of them, then you're definitely going to want to stick around for this entire episode. Okay. So number one is that you're constantly seeking out chances to self-sacrifice. Um, an example of this would be like you had a dinner date or like dinner with friends planned for like an entire month. And then your daughter comes down with a cold and you're like, oh no, I need to cancel these plans because I'm going to stay home with my daughter. She's just not feeling great. Even though your husband is like, no, she's fine. And I've got it. Please go out with your friends. And you're like, nope, I'm going to stay home. Like this always seems to happen. Like something always comes up. So in a way you're just like making an excuse for the reason why you're self-sacrificing when you don't really need to be. Number two, it's when your children become like your full-time career and it's all you speak about, it's all you monitor, it's all you worry about, it's all you read about, it's whether they're developmentally on time, what their diet should be like, if that cough is something that you need to take them to their pediatrician for, what's their sleep schedule, so on and so forth. And then it becomes like all you talk about with your peers. So that's a red flag. Number three is you need to constantly feel like you're performing in order for your kids to feel happy all the time. Number four is you complain about how little sleep that you get, like down to the minute or down to like each wake up minute by minute, play by play and talking about that all the time. Number five, you think that you have to put your hobbies and your dreams and your passions on hold in order to be a really great mom. Number six, you have judgment about other moms that are taking care of themselves, that are living their passions, that are making time for date nights with their husbands or partners, and that do make things possible because they it's important for them. Like you have these little silent judgments about them, like the, oh, must be nice kind of attitude. Number seven is you're still doing tasks or little things for your kids that they could definitely be doing for themselves at this point. And maybe a part of you loves that they're still depending on you. Number eight, you are the official family fun sucker. <laughs> you have expectations about everything. And then when things feel out of your control or like go off schedule, like bedtime, for example, like you're upset about it. Like it ruins your day. The fun sucker. Number nine is that you consistently lack your own self-care. So you're not intentionally caring after your health or caring after your own, um, your own needs. And lastly, number 10 is that you have unrealistic values. So you may view your actions or the things that you're doing as an expression of how much you care and love your kids. It would be like thinking if you're not working really, really hard for your family and for your kids, and if you're not so exhausted, then you equate that to be, or you equate that to mean that you just don't love them enough. 
Mm, Red flag. Okay, harsh but very true. And it could be that the reason why you think that no one is appreciating you is because you don't appreciate you. And of course, I fully understand and appreciate and know firsthand that being a mom is an endless job and it can be a hard one at times. But why make our job even harder? Because if you're feeling empty, then you're not taking care of your family in the best way possible. Or if you and your partner are always arguing, you're not showing up as like a united parenting front for your kids. And then lastly, you will never be any better of a person by sacrificing more. I want you to see and fully understand that you can choose to look at mothering a totally different way. Even the very, very difficult seasons, like the one I was describing at the top of this episode where I was really, really struggling. I want you to know that there is tremendous, tremendous power in what we choose to see, what we choose to complain about, what we choose to um, allow in our environment. And I want you to know again, that this is, it's all a choice. So back then at the time I was choosing to see motherhood or being a mom of two as really, really challenging as really, really um, like something that I felt like I couldn't do something. I felt like I was doing wrong and I was focusing all of my energy on just how freaking hard it was and just how, how bad I had it. So if you are in this like martyr energy right now, you can choose to stay here. You can choose to stay there and think about how everything sucks. Your life sucks right now. Everything is different. Everything's changed. You no longer have freedom to do the things that you used to do at one point and that you can't get anything done with your kids around. And if you're, maybe if your kids are a little older, you're like running them around to multiple activities and have eating up all of your time and you have a million things in your to-do list and you never have time to get them done. And you don't, certainly don't have any time for you and your husband and no one has it as bad as you and nobody understands how hard it is. Yada, 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 yada. And the list could go on and on. There has never been, I feel, at least my in my realm right now, there's never been more of this than there is right now. So much complaining about all the things that could be going wrong and like less celebrating all of the wonderful things that are going right. Don't you notice that too? Like even during your day, even during my own day, like at work, like it's so easy to complain about just like all the little dumb shit that's gone wrong or the people that had sent an annoying email or whatever. But rarely do I ever talk about like all of the wonderful things that are going on during the workday and all of the meetings that like stayed on time and all the nice little emails that I've gotten or like student compliments. Like I don't ever, I rarely focus on or like share and talk about that. Not that I don't focus on it because I love, I love celebrating little wins, but I notice more often than not, I'm probably talking about to a coworker about like some dumb shit or an annoying email that I am being like, I just got this nice email or things are going as planned today. Like even just like a little win. Um, yeah, I'm just having this epiphany as I'm speaking, <laughs> recording this episode that I'm going to focus more on or less complaining about the silly stuff. And then maybe just more emphasis on all the things that are going right. And I invite you to join me in doing that. Like huge major tangent there, but let's get back to, <laughs> let's get back to the show. Where I was going with choosing something differently is I feel like people are very stuck in their ways. Just because you've done something a certain way for a very long time does not mean that you have to continue writing this out forever and ever and ever. 
you get to choose something different. And so you might be wondering, Caitlin, how? Like, how can I choose something different? My kids are a hot mess. Like, they don't go to bed on time. You know, dinner is a struggle. Work is stressful. Yada, yada, yada. Like, how can you teach me how to choose something different? Great. I cannot wait. Um, So even if you're in in that energy right now where, like, everything I just said, those are all just thoughts that you have in your brain. And thoughts are not fact. They're not a fact. They're just the things that they're like the opinions that are in your brain. They're just thoughts. So you can always choose to have a different and more supportive thought. So for example, the first complaint that I just said was like, my kids are a hot mess. Like what if your kids are very energetic and um, maybe the, like the schedule in your house has been like a little relaxed. None of that is a problem. Like those are not problems but you could choose to have a more supportive thought about it. And it could just simply be, my kids are so expressive or my kids are so creative and energetic. I'm gonna choose to co-create some regulation with them. Because I want you to understand that the energy that you're bringing into the the dynamic or the conversation with them when you're like reacting to them being all out of control and it's like tense and it's pressured and you're like, come on, we need to go to bed, like blah, blah, blah. When you're having that kind of energy that you're bringing in to an interaction with your children, they're feeding off of your energy. So how can you choose to bring a different energy into that conversation or into that dynamic between you and your kids before bed? Or maybe if you're somebody like me where you're not in this like martyr energy right now, That doesn't mean that you can't like slip into it next week or next month or even like late. So when reflecting back on my journaling from two and a half years ago, which was the catalyst for this episode today, when I myself was definitely in this mom martyr energy and then growing through that, having coached many women on it at this point, I noticed one key feature of this kind of energy or the space in women and it's self-doubt. It's doubt. We have doubt about ourselves. We have doubt about our value as a mom, uh, as our lives change. And I feel like this is at the heart of what this mom martyr energy is. And it's kind of the core or the driving force of our hustle or our anxiety or tension or pressure that we're putting on ourselves. And so if you are feeling that, if you are in that right now, I just want to honor you and I see you and I was you. And I want you to know that there are some ways that you can pull yourself into this winning mom energy. And I'm going to share those with you right now. Okay. Number one, call attention to how you're behaving. So I ask myself, like, how am I behaving? Am I yelling at my kids more? Am I snapping at my husband? Am I making our relationship a priority? Like, am I caring for my own needs? Am I, or am I engaging in these like self-sabotaging behaviors, like in the name of self-care, like we talked about in last week's episode, if you didn't listen, go back and listen to that because it's gems in there. Um, And the reason why I start here and reflect on like, how am I behaving or, you know, for you, how are you behaving? The reason why you want to reflect here is because like when you are bickering with your husband a little bit more, when your kids are having more meltdowns, you don't feel good. Like you don't feel good about it when you're constantly like reacting yourself or, um, you know, maybe, maybe you notice that you're making like unhealthy choices, whether that's avoiding working out cause you're just so exhausted or so tired or eating like shit because you're like in a rush and you're on the go, or maybe even drinking more at night because you're like, Oh my God, it's been so stressful or canceling plans with friends because you just don't feel like connecting with people. 
either way, none of those behaviors that I just mentioned, none of them like feel good. So when you really truly drop in with yourself and tune into how you're feeling and how you're behaving, you know that that doesn't feel good and that brings your energy down. And once you start to bring attention to it or bring awareness to it, then this is when you get to choose something else, which brings me to number two. You get to choose differently. So rather than quickly impulsively reacting to your kids or to your husband or quickly impulsively reacting to the bad mood with that, like those extra snacks or the extra drink at nighttime, you get to mindfully respond. And I think the biggest difference between those impulsive reactions and a response only takes about five seconds. And so what that five seconds does is allow like any information from the situation that you find yourself in, let's use snapping at your kids, for example, it allows any information to go to your prefrontal cortex or the PFC, the big part of your brain right above your eyes and your forehead. And the prefrontal cortex is responsible among other things, but it is responsible for your emotional regulation. And that's just a fancy phrase for you being able to control your emotional state. So when the information can get there, just like with those extra five seconds before you impulsively respond, it allows you to have a more calm, a more controlled, a more thoughtful response to any difficult situation that you find yourself in. And that is like the biggest piece of gold that I can offer you. Because again, All it takes is like five seconds of withholding an impulsive reaction to give you that more mindful, more regulated response, which brings me to the third thing and pulling you into winning mom energy. And that is release, permission to release, releasing any icky or just like negative energy or old patterns and deciding that I'm no longer going to do this. I'm no longer going to frame motherhood as being this hard. I'm deciding to have a very different response for when my kids make a huge unexpected mess in my home. I'm deciding that I'm not going to talk shit about my husband with my friends to make myself feel better. I've decided that I'm no longer going to put every other person's needs before my own just because that's how I've watched other moms do it. And this is something I see all the time in motherhood. And that's why I opted out of like making this a motherhood podcast where like when we feel like we have no power in our choices, we believe that things are just happening to us and that we're not part of the decision making. The only difference in a situation being a really powerful and impactful one or very, very painful one is our sense of choice or autonomy that we chose it and that it wasn't forced upon us, that it was our responsibility. Here is a very crazy example of this exact notion. Let's say scenario one, imagine that you are abducted by aliens and they inject you with a seed in your body that was going to grow a new type of baby alien. And you had to carry that alien for 40 weeks in your belly, have your body change, and you had to birth the alien out of your vagina and, and or C-section. And um, if you didn't do it, then you would never return to your normal life. Scenario one. So traumatic, so terrifying, so just unexplainable. No words. Scenario two. 
you get pregnant, you and your husband have been trying for years and you get pregnant finally and your whole family, they celebrate you. They throw this lovely baby shower. You have a great pregnancy for the whole 40 weeks. Um, You birthed a baby in this beautiful, ceremonious, like water birth in your home, everything that you exactly wanted. And this is probably the most joyful and amazing moment of your life. So it's your same exact body for the same amount of time, the same amount of changes in your body, having to like nurture or growing something. But when you choose it, when you choose it freely, it was so beautiful and it was so wonderful. But when it was forced upon you, it was definitely the most terrifying and traumatic experiences of your entire life. And while this was a very and wildly extreme example of a circumstance, again, the biggest difference between looking at something is so powerful and empowering and or dreadful is that you chose it, that you had a sense of autonomy about it and that it was your responsibility And this is exactly how you can look at motherhood. And when you feel like you have no power in your choices and when you feel like everything is just kind of happening to you, then of course it feels dreadful and exhausting. But when you could look at motherhood as something that can be kind of hard and there's going to be sleepless nights and teething is always going to happen and this toddler potty training or behavior trouble at school, high school teenager attitudes, you know, going off to college, like things are endless. We can choose to think about the situation, motherhood, as being completely dreadful and that it's never ending and that it sucks our soul or we can have respect for those difficult seasons in our lives. And even in the hard times, we find the joy. We fight for our joy. Because we get to choose these tiny mindset shifts that are so, so, so important to our well-being. And I remember the moment that I chose myself. And that is when I felt the most free. And when you choose yourself, that is how you live confident like a mother. This one was such a heartfelt episode this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me on these little thought journeys that we've been having. Um, As always, each week, I love it when you share this episode on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Caitlin underscore Norwood. And it would mean so much to me if you would subscribe and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, because the more reviews and ratings that I get, the more that is like pushed out to other women so they can join in this great movement that we are creating here at Confident Like a Mother. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys over on Instagram.